0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 61 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Products. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the Retired Racehorse, brought to you in cooperation with the Retired Racehorse Project and New Vocations
2: Racehorse Adoption Program. In today's episode, we speak to two veterans of the show. Louise Robson, you may know her as the woman who trains Her Majesty the Queen's Thoroughbreds, joins us again to talk about her new online courses on Thoroughbred Dressage. Amy Cupid has exciting news, I mean really exciting news, about a major grant that will make a tremendous difference for standard breads in Australia. And we introduce you to our Adaptable Horse of the Week. Stay tuned. Oh, and not to forget this week's listener shout out goes to OTTB guy eric arnold who has the best tag for the show (laughs) if you would like to be a listener of the week make sure to follow us on facebook and instagram we are 10 followers away from our 500 giveaway so probably we'll be announcing that next episode thank you guys for all your support now back to the show And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the Retired Racehorse. This is Jamie Jennings, and I'm currently in Norman, Oklahoma. And this is Joy Orr in Detroit, Michigan, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. Oh my
1: gosh, girl, I know you haven't really been watching all that much because you're super busy, but like, have you been watching any Olympics
2: I've been catching glimpses of the equestrians because let's be real. I'm sorry, guys. That's that's all I care about. I really love watching show jumping and cross country and even dressage was just mind blowing. And did you see Snoop Dogg even comment on dressage? That's Snoop, how popular it was. Ugh. Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart together talking about that. Like, I was crying. It was so like funny. It. Horses
1: now Crip walk. We officially have made it. We're cool now. It's going to be a sport. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart were going to talk about horses in the Olympics, I was like, oh, this can't be good. So I clicked it, and it was actually delightful. And yeah. all the words were bleeped out, so my son could see it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was amazing. I just got to give a little shout out, Girl Power, to Julia Krajewski, who became the first individual female athlete to win Olympic gold in individual eventing. And I love that she beat out Oliver Townend for the medal. Woo, Girl
2: Power! I so love true. it. So true. So true. I couldn't believe this moment.
1: I couldn't. <laughs> I, I just didn't even think about it. The fact that a woman hadn't won individual gold, you
2: know, but it hadn't happened. And so, congratulations to her. Uh, just an amazing achievement for sure, and especially the U.S. team as well. Who, gosh, it's been over seventy years since the U.S. has placed so highly in dressage, taking silver if I remember right. Yep, silver medal. It was, Sweet. and gosh,
1: I'm not a dressage aficionado like you, um, but I watched every horse i mean i thought it was amazing and i watched the lucinda green coverage and she is just delightful she just has so many nice things to say
2: about disasters it's just so lovable i know i would love her to narrate my life and maybe my disasters <laughs> would seem better
1: <laughs> i'm gonna start like channeling her voice into my head so when i trip and fall I'll be like, oh you know she gets to pick herself back up You know, she just like (laughs) makes everything so pleasant and so delightful. You know, like I I just saw one horse that came in for show jumping and it had like a major bit bridle thing Mm -hmm. on. and, uh, And her comment was like, oh, they must have a bit of a breaking problem, you know. Carry on.
2: <laughs> she definitely is delightfully pleasant. But I mean, I think that's kind of the thing about being, you know, British. They have that sweet accent that you're just like, yeah, everything could be better, even if you're telling me the world's falling apart. Exactly. And luckily, Jamie, we do have some really fun guests today. I mean, Louise, she's across the pond out in England. So we'll get some of that voice on our end. And then we get to dip down to Australia and get some of that fun. Saturday Dude, it's an action. international show today. I mean, England, really and Australia, is. traveling all over the world on retirement. Racehorse Radio. So buckle
1: up, everybody. Oklahoma, watch out. Here we come.
2: But before that, we should hear a word from our key sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies
0: your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
3: The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissue. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
2: Well, it's with great pleasure that I introduce our next guest, Louise Robson. She's from Thoroughbred Dressage, and you've heard her before, and you'll remember what a delight she is if you've listened to episode 25 of Retired Grace First Radio. She's a total badass when it comes to retraining Thoroughbreds for Dressage. I mean, the queen hired her for pizza. That's goals right there. That's absolute goals. You know you've made it. So welcome back to the show, Louise, because you have some interesting projects going on.
4: Oh, thank you very much for having me back. Um, It's always lovely to speak to you. Uh, Yeah, so we've got um, some new training programs out, uh, which we are developing and putting on our website, which uh, you very kindly said I could come on and speak to you more about, really.
2: Absolutely. And what I actually purchased some of these um, before here coming to the interview today but I'd love for you to kind of give some background on your thorough training programs and what they're about and your vision for them
4: so the vision that we've got for it is that we're going to hopefully develop a community that we can all kind of work together as retrainers and really give the best life or the best version of ourselves to our x-ray sources and you know they have been the kings and queens of their sport and when you take them on it can be quite daunting and sometimes you feel alone um, and sometimes also you have maybe I don't know the pressures of social media where everyone seems to be doing so well and as a rider or someone that's just got this racehorse or the x-ray source and you think I didn't know, don't even know how to get on them. Or, you know, I see all these people doing all these tests, all these show jumping, and I can't even do a cancer strike off. And we want to give something where everyone feels like they can ask questions, but, you know, you've got these foundations and this lovely community where we can all work together and, you know, we're all in the same boat. we want to give the best versions of ourselves to our ex Um, So that's where we've really come from with the training program. So hopefully there's something for everyone. Um, and it's also a space where you can ask questions and you can work with your racehorse and your journey. Um, and just really knowing that you're not alone in the whole thing and you can work towards it and Anything is possible. Um, You know, we've got horses that are just starting and we've got horses all the way up to like into two level and Grand Prix dressage. So it's just putting something out there where you just say, hey, it's possible. And whatever your goal is, we can help you achieve it or work towards it.
2: Oh, I absolutely love it. you basically summarized the purpose of this podcast as well. So this is a perfect tie in. Like that's right? the whole reason we created the show is to create that community. And now you're adding in the educational component, which I love. And um, more importantly, the I purchased the groundwork one. I actually purchased three of them, but I started with the groundwork <laughs> one. And when I first saw it, I was like, hmm, this video is shorter than I thought it was going to be. But the content you knocked out of the park. I took in Thank so you. much in such a short amount of time, which was perfect because I can take this to the barn. I can it's not going to take a bunch of time. I'd have to sit down, write notes, try to remember it all. But what I loved most, and just you know, that short amount, that six minute perfect sweet spot, you know, lesson. I you went, kind of went over the whole foundations of dressage, you know, talking about getting the connection, the harmony, listening in, reading your horse, finding those small moments of, you know, where do they fall in? Where do they push out? Where do they speed up? And it made me rethink how I've been looking at my horse, especially during everything with lockdowns where maybe we're in kind of an autopilot. Uh, so I think you got very creative and you were very smart with your words. How how did you put this together? Like, how did you simplify so much content in such a short amount of time?
4: Well, what I want to do at the beginning, which is what we have done now, is we've put together just five videos to start with, which I would almost call like your retraining starter pack. So the five videos of the cost is £40. So what would that be, about $60? Um, and it kind of gets you from the beginning to getting on and being able to do walk trot cancer, which I think is such an important pivotal stage for any person. Um, and that's where I wanted to start. And if you think of what it might cost you to be able to send your horse away if you wanted it started, or you have reservations, or you have concerns about doing that, compare it to the price of what you would pay someone else to do. And you have the option of doing this with your horse through the steps and if at any point you get lost or concerned or you have worries or issues you can then use our online feedback form um, and you can just send in video. so you can do it with your horse you put your phone on the side of the fence of the arena and you can send it in and um, i just wanted ease and i wanted access but i also wanted to be a place where people can we can solve. I don't want to use the word problems because I think it's the wor- wrong word but we can work mm-hmm. together to create the best relationship that you can with your ex-race horse and also to say that we understand and that what we've got is the new normal so it's really hard like I find with some trainers when they say you know your horse needs to do xyz well we've got these horses that are maybe creep high and you know they naturally go flat and down and all of a sudden, we want them to be able to sit up and not fall on their forehand. And some trainers will just be like, yeah, just do it. Or this is how you do it. Or you have to work them from behind to the front. But with our group, High X horses, it doesn't work straight away like that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that's fine. But you need someone that you can have that conversation with and someone that will give you 20 different Options or solutions rather than someone going, Well, yeah, just do it again and again and again, and your horse will get better. And for the x-ray horses, they will just get sore or they will break or they will mentally break. And you know it's horse- it's
1: interesting you're saying all of this because I'm at a point right now with the off the track thoroughbred that I'm training, and I've had him a couple months, and he'll walk track canner. but, you know the connection's not there, but there's a local dressage rider that I would love to take a lesson with, and I just know it's going to be like, get him in a frame, add legs, mm. send him forward, get the whip out, you know. And you just can't like I need a I need a trainer who understands the thoroughbred, you know, mm. because they're they're just I mean the horse is a horse, but they just have a um, pressure point a boiling point if you will that they they can get really frustrated and I think that warm bloods and other types of horses can take a lot more stress and pressure but these guys you know not so much and you have to go a little slower and find different ways so I love this idea I'm you got a new customer come on Where can I get it?
4: (laughs) Well, so you can find us on Facebook, which is Thoroughbred Dressage, or Instagram, Thoroughbred Dressage, and then the website, which is thoroughbreddressage.com, and it's under our training program section. We're looking to also develop podcasts as well, which kind of just explain the confirmation of your racehorse. So I think education and understanding is really important. So when someone says to you, you need to move the shoulders here, you go, well, why? Why? And so if you've got someone that's telling you why you do this with the racehorses and it will achieve the result you want, I think if you understand that, then it makes your training so much better and more open rather than someone just saying, yeah, use the half halt here or use more leg there. If you know the why your horse and you will have so much of a better understanding and relationship for it. And then as you're, you become a trainer, you become responsible for it rather than just going around and around and around and, you work with your horse and you develop it. You know, we've got these horses with these fast twitch fibers and we've got to get them to be supple and Mm -hmm. bendy and want to be relaxed in a kind of big, buzzy atmosphere where they've been taught to kind of heighten and, you know, kind of be quick. And it's very difficult for them. And it's frustrating sometimes for us as riders because we're like, oh, why will not you just do it? But if you understand how they've been kept and how they've been worked and actually how we can use that previous training to our advantage, you know, take bits of their racing training and use that in their retraining so we kind of keep developing and keep building, then that's only going to be a good thing. Um, And it will make for better riders and happier horses and happier athletes. You know, these horses come out of racing when they're four years old. We want to see them sound when they're still 20, 25. We don't want to be kind of going, Uh, yeah we broke them by the age of 10 but i got a flying change out of them that's not that's not (laughs) yeah definitely not not the goal for sure (laughs) so (laughs) is this an app
1: is it a website what how do people take this with them and watch it at the barn like joey was saying
4: so it's a website um and then from the website when you put you can purchase the videos the videos you then just download you can download them to your phone and you can watch them they're only five to eight minutes long so they are small snippets but you can take everything in from it so it's not there where you're going through 24 minutes it's you know five to eight minutes of your day that you can then take away take away the learning point and then go and apply it um, and then if you've got any problems you just open up your phone you've got them there and then you just rewatch and go yep that's what I need to do and then if from there you're not too sure or you want more help we then offer a feedback service so either a one-to-one online coaching or where you send a video in to us via like WhatsApp and you'll get either written feedback or you can have like a one to one Zoom or a phone call for options so you can have a discussion to talk about everything that's going on. So we offer the full service from your videos all the way to your, I need a bit more help.
2: And it's Boom. such a great deal guys. I mean, honestly, I watched the, just the groundworking. I'm really excited to get into the other videos that I purchased, but you can learn from Louise, like written, you know, written feedback, online coaching from your videos on your horse and what she recommends. Again, she's trained for the queen. Pretty great. Let, let me, let me stop $55. you. Yeah, under $55. Under $55. And just so you know,
1: there are some videos on her Facebook page where horses thoroughbreds are doing tempe changes. So
2: she knows <laughs> yeah, what, she's she's <laughs> what she's talking about. Let me, it's just like a, a fun question to ask you. How many thoroughbreds do you reckon you've, you've ridden and trained by now?
4: Um, Well, currently in our stable right now, we have 12. um, And I have been doing this for quite a while. Um, So I don't know how many in numbers. It's quite a few. And then I help quite a lot of people as well with various clinics and teaching. But with this, I want to be able to help as many people as possible. And I want to say, I am, you know, I'm the girl that, grew up with such supportive and loving parents but we didn't have money and that's why that riding racehorses because they were kind of there and available and cheap um and it's possible i've now got a horse that yes he's owned by the queen but he soon to do his first grand prix test which is incredible and he ran at royal ascot he was second at royal ascot and We have horses from full histories of confirmations, heights, injuries, issues, and they're all doing this. And they're competing against the warm bloods and they're holding their own. And it is possible. And it's just, you don't have to be special or incredible. You just have to want to do it and want to learn and love your horse. And that's what I want for everyone. I want to help as many people as I can. And this is eliminating the problem of distance or I can't get to you or whatever. It's just taking all of that out and, what I really want to do. I want to see everyone thrive on their racehorses. Fantastic. Aww,
1: Louise, you, this is you. awesome. Thoroughbreddressage.com is where you can find it and lots of pictures and videos on our Facebook page as well.
2: I'm excited to get started, girl. Same thank hair. you.
4: I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> Let me know how you get on. <laughs>
2: of course. Thank you so much, Louise. It's always a treat to have you, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon.
4: Thank you so much. Guys,
1: it is the dreaded fly season. Yes, the one we all dread as our horses roll, kick, scratch, and buck around because of those dang flies, horse flies, mosquitoes. But don't worry, Cashel Company has got your back, or at least your horse's back. Cashel Company's Crusader line has everything you and your horse need to stay fly free and comfortable this summer. Available in fly mask, fly sheets, Fly boots, Casual Company's Crusader line comes in an array of styles and sizes that offer an amazing alternative to chemical-based fly sprays that are expensive and you truly don't last that long. Don't forget to check out Casual's Quiet Ride line as well to enjoy those long summer hacks and not worry about flies ruining your ride. Treat you and your horse to some fly-free comfort and check out Casual Company's Crusader and Quiet Ride products today at any one of their nationwide authorized dealers or visit CashelCompany.com. That's CashelCompany.com. Amy Cupid is joining us from across the world to talk to us about, well, Amy's the administration manager of NSW Standard Bread Industry Rehoming Company in Australia. Did I get that right? That's it. Fantastic. Now, You are in Australia, and from what I hear around the water cooler is that you have a broken collarbone, and you're currently (laughs) stuck in the house.
4: Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Apparently, if your saddle slips, you know how you reach that point where you go, I'm not saving this. I'm so not saving this because my mare is like a 44-gallon drum, right? So the saddle (laughs) is And I got to the point and I'm like, there's literally no saving this. And my instructor was watching and she's like, all you needed to do was throw your leg over and you would have landed on your feet. But she goes, I don't know why you thought your face and your shoulder would be the best shock absorber. But she goes, you (laughs) landed like a sack of something. (laughs) Oh my gosh! So it's embarrassing.
1: When you fall off, it's and it sounds like this really was, but when you're gonna fall off, it's like slow motion. You're like whoa, and it sounds like your totally. fall actually was slow motion.
4: It really yes, which is why it's <laughs> so embarrassing that I'm so badly hurt. Because it's like I like to think that I'm fairly robust. Um, like I, I had my appendix out twelve odd years ago, and I went to work that day. Going, ah, I've just got a bit of a bellyache. I just need some, you know, natural functions to happen. And then my six God. hours later I was getting my appendix out. So I like to think that I'm fairly robust, but I hit the ground with this and I was I howled. I absolutely howled. My horse oh. was looking at me like, oh my God, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> so, Aww.
4: Anyway, well. we got the good pain medication and here we are. There you
1: are. I got your dog in your lap, hanging out talking to uh, America. Well, as bad a news as that is, you guys received some of the best news in the history of the horse world. Tell everybody what happened.
4: So uh, my company received a government grant for the grand total of one or just shy of $1.3 million. (laughs) What? Oh, my gosh. I know. Unfortunately, none of that hits my bank account. However, <laughs> we, uh, we've we got that grant. It's an infrastructure grant. So what that's going to allow our company to do is we are putting in five dedicated facilities for the rehoming of standard Bread's, um placed all around the state. So we've got one in the Hunter Valley. We've got um, a couple down south, a couple out west and northwest of the state. So it's basically going to triple our ability to take in horses because we you know we can we can put them out somewhere or something needs a little bit of time to recoup from an injury or something we now have the ability to to pop them out we're putting in veterinary crushes we're putting in injury rehab yards like it is just beyond exciting this project has been like my little baby and I honestly was crying tears of joy when we got the announcement that we were getting the funding. It was absolute mean, tears oh of joy. Gosh,
1: this is amazing! When, and how did how did you come about this grant? I mean, what is they like, "Hey, who wants one point three million dollars for horses? Anybody? <laughs> Raise your hand." And you're oh, like, oh, "Oh, we'll take
4: it." Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll throw it this way. No, it <laughs> was. I mean, it was a huge process. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work um, between sort of myself and. My board of directors, I've got a really dedicated volunteer board of directors um, on board with this company. So there was a lot of legwork from them, um, a lot of liaising with our the racing industry body of New South Wales. So Harness Racing New South Wales is, like, is the governing body for all the harness racing in the state. So there was a lot of work and a huge amount of support from them as well. Um, so there was a lot of things spinning and it was, I mean, I really only came on board seven months ago with it but it's been in the works for a long time. So the beautiful thing is, and the beautiful part of Harness Racing in New South Wales' involvement is that they already own parcels of land around the state. So it was literally just working with them and saying, hey, instead of using X amount of money to buy land, can we use land that's already owned by you and then we just have to worry about paying for the infrastructure that we're going to put on that. And they were like, "Yeah, cool." Let's that is unreal.
1: <laughs> so, how many standard breads can you have at a time?
4: Um, well, all the diff. Well, at the moment, we're sort of limited to about twenty in training, actively in training. Um, and then we're sort of relying at the moment on people having somewhere to to put the horses in the meantime for this letdown period. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the time we're speaking to owners and trainers and going, look, you know, do you you have a paddock? We'll give you some feed or whatever, but do you have a paddock that these guys can just chill out in until we've got a spot with a trainer? And most of them are really, really accommodating, but there are some circumstances where it's just not practical for them. So it's a real sort of balancing act, and a lot of my job is sort of just facilitating that and keeping everyone happy and everything being economical. Mm -hmm. But in having these facilities, you know, we can potentially have twenty horses sitting in a paddock at one facility, getting everything they need and just chilling out and letting down before they go into training. So, you know, we're looking at potentially tripling um, our intake of of <laughs> horses from the track, which is so, just so exciting.
1: It's awesome, and you're going to have so many, uh, so much better place to do the retraining. Now, what I did yeah. see on your on your website, which is harness rehoming nsw.com new south Wales. um joy are you ready do you have your bags packed because i am ready they're hiring okay like we could go work with amy and train i have my passport ready (laughs) yes i'm ready let's (laughs) do do it it. let's do it let's do it unreal so you guys are hiring people to help you retrain
4: we are well this is, the, again, this is a really exciting thing. I, I love my job, seriously. Um, the really exciting thing is the response that we've had from people. Um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, because the standard breads, they've kind of got this stigma, like, oh, they're not good for anything. But the response that we've had since we started has just been so huge and so overwhelming that we can't keep up. Like, not only demand from buyers, oh. but people who want to retrain and people who want to work with them and just people who want to be involved and help out. Okay. So. Because we've got so many horses coming in, we're recruiting more retrainers because we're like, guys, we need, we need spots to put these horses. Let's keep this ticking over. Um, yeah. It's tricky at the moment because we've got um, our entire greater Sydney area is actually locked down with COVID. There's a, bit, yeah, no, there's a big COVID outbreak. So that's made things a little bit tricky. But, you know, adapt and overcome. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're really keen to expand. Out into the um, sort of the western districts of the state and support regional communities out there as well. So,
1: well, where can people go find out more about you and what you do and uh, about adopting a standard bread?
4: So we've got our website, as you said, it's com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at New South Wales Harness Rehoming. And we try and up- update that as much as possible uh, with all the guys that we've got in and going through training. So you can generally find everyone there.
1: Fantastic. Amy, congratulations. I mean, it sucks about your, you know, broken bone or whatever, but like, congratulations on the money. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. As always, we love to talk to Leandra Cooper from New Vocations. She's the boss lady over there and uh, gets to play with racehorses all day long. And I'd love to ask her some training tips because she deals with a million thoroughbreds. How many horses do you guys have over there at your Kentucky branch right now?
0: We have 30 in training, and then we have another 40 or so in different stages of rehab or just assessment phases.
1: How on earth are you keeping 30 horses in training? How many people are in your staff, on your staff?
0: Well, we just have three riders, including myself, and then we have two people right now. There are three people who are full-time barn staff, so it is much much smaller than people think.
1: Oh my gosh, I'll have you know four or five horses in training and I'm exhausted. You have 30 that's 10 per person, that's insane. Wow, no oh yeah. wonder you're so skinny. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, Beacon. Uh so here's the here's the question. Uh, I had a horse come in for training and he pretty much thinks that fly spray is acid that I'm putting on his skin and he's pretty sure yeah. it's going to eat his flesh so he's very unhappy about it so when you get horses like that in how do you address that because it is the time of year you've got to spray them
0: absolutely so there are a couple different sort of hacks that we like to employ for guys like that because absolutely when they think it's scary it is it's gonna eat them and Off the track thoroughbreds are certainly not known for being subtle or passive.
1: (laughs) No. So
0: yeah, it's definitely critical to find something that works. So I'll say generally there are sort of two different elements to fear of fly spray, and sometimes horses have both, sometimes they just have one if they're scared. So one is the sound, and then the other is sort of the feeling of it spraying them. And a lot of them, I mean, all of them really are used to getting sprayed by the hose, so it's sort of like. It should make sense that if they um, are used to that, then then the tactile part of it wouldn't be an issue. But for some, it's just sort of the startle part. So I would say start low always and um, sort of slowly spray if it's more of a tactile thing. Or you can spray it in your hand, which a lot of people don't love. There are also fly sprays that come in like a cream gel format. So if you really need to just eliminate that Fear and you don't want to go through the training part of it, then you can just get something different. Um, but you can also just slowly get them used to it. I love to use bribery if they'll take it. My own horse went through that whole process where it was just the feeling of it spraying him and we would do carrot stretches and I would spray. And so it sort of became this whole mental reprogramming process, but now he doesn't mind it. Uh, but I would also say one of my favorite hacks is that I use a plant mister bottle. So it's like a spray bottle, but it has a misting head to it. And there are some aerosol fly sprays that do a really great job. And many horses who are fearful of the fly sprays like that because it's quieter and it doesn't have the same sort of wet spray. But I would just caution that a lot of times there's dirt in barns. It's just the way it is. And sometimes when the nozzles get dirty, they start making like a hissing sound. So then if Mm -hmm. they're fearful of the sound, that becomes very scary. But if you get a plant mister, then it's, you don't have the aerosol part of it and the real pressure of pushing out the bottle so there's no hissing sound. And sometimes that can eliminate both of those aspects of fear. And maybe you just use that as a building block so that they're used to the process so then you can sort of graduate to a more traditional fly spray bottle. But I just use that bottle um, for fly spray, for um, witch hazel with essential oils if you really feel like you need to just pamper them in the winter and it works really well so i would say that's my number one favorite hack and then otherwise it's just going to be that process of reprogramming but it is really important to make sure in those situations that you're in a safe space with them that they if they're trying to get away from it they're not going to take you down or that they feel comfortable and are not flying away from you so whether that's the cross ties or stall that's a really good place to start and like i said start low um or use your hands and sort of work up to it but it's just sort of a graduation process you're just going to take it slow take
1: it small baby steps at a time and generally that does the trick I like your hack I'm going to add my hack to it which is to take a bottle a spray bottle and fill it up with water do not waste an entire bottle of fly spray (laughs) spray. you know it's a great way to practice and the other thing I would say is do not have them tied up when you start spraying if they're afraid of it because then they'll pull back or get themselves in trouble. So yeah, just start with the, I like your hack with the, the, the misting bottle. Now you said something that I want to go back to. Talk to me about the witch hazel and essential oils in the winter. What is that all about?
0: Um, you know, I forget where I first heard that trick of using witch hazel, but we had big giant bottles in our shed of witch hazel And whereas it can be kind of drying, some people will find um, in when it's the winter and they're kind of more oily and you can't bathe them the same sort of way. I really love to curry or use like a microfiber cloth or any sort of towel with the mister that has uh, witch hazel in it. And then I throw in whatever essential oils make me happy at the time. So I usually do uh, peppermint, lavender, and like bergamot. Um, but peppermint and lavender are definitely happy making for both you and the horse. And you can use it any time of the year you want. I really haven't noticed the drying side of things that my horse also gets, um, that contribute facial oil in his food. So he's usually ultra shine, but if you do find that that is drying, there are conditioning products or just curry a lot more. So you're getting those oils Or like I said, in the winter, sometimes they're just preserving more of those oils anyway, because they're not getting washed off as much. But I love it because I think that it has sort of a pacifying effect, even if it's mild. And if you have a horse like mine who likes to roll in his poop, then it can be very comforting for the person who has to be sitting on their back if they can't get a bath. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I love that.
1: Um, Joy, I want you to write this down for me. uh I would like for just to to put this out. When I die, I would like to come back as Leandra <laughs> Cooper's horse. Okay, like yeah, I just absolutely. I don't know if there's a better <laughs> better gig <laughs> than being rubbed down with essential oils in the winter. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, speaking yeah. of horses, <laughs> I think this might be the coolest racehorse name of all time. Cobra Kai! <laughs> the challenge about Cobra Kai.
0: Yeah, it, immediately he becomes a fan favorite, right? Just the name oh, alone. Oh, yeah. Like you can't be a loser if your name is Cobra Kai.
1: And you can't shorten it. You literally have to call him Cobra Kai. He's Cobra Kai. That's exactly
0: Cobra it. Kai. So in his profile online, we, we don't list any other barn name. That's just what it is. It's Cobra Kai.
1: Uh-huh. I love it. So, so Cover Kai, yeah, yeah, he's a 16-1 hand off the track thoroughbred and uh, his adoption fee is astronomical, $500. And uh, he has, he did race one time. Now tell us a little bit about him. He is
0: a big goofball of a horse. So if you want the class clown type personality, he's definitely your guy. This is not a horse that you can easily miss in the barn because he loves to have attention around him at all times. And
1: he's three, he so started, young. He's
0: Just three. Yeah. So very impressionable still. He's still totally allowed to have that little immature part of him. He's still physically growing. He's already filled out a lot just in his time with us. And he's been a very impressive horse to watch transform. So one of the things about him is that because he had an old sesmoid fracture from his time on the track that interfered with his suspensory, he's going to be a little more limited, but he still has really outstanding, beautiful, fluid gaits. So it's kind of hard to tell with this type of horse what level of limitation they're going to have in the long run because they're still growing they're still changing a lot so we've just been sort of hacking him around at the walk and working with him through some of the three-year-old immature moments he's just a little impatient so he likes to toss his head around in a totally harmless sort of way he doesn't pull on your hand or anything but he just is playful and that just shows through in everything that he does but We find that those horses who have that really distinct personality love to have attention. They make such fantastic partners. Even if they can't excel athletically, then they just become staples in a barn because they're just such personalities.
1: This horse needs to be a hunter under saddle. I mean, his trot is just daisy cutter, just a straight leg, just really nice. Um, I think he's a, he's a beautiful guy. And again, you'd have a horse named Cobra Kai. Where can people go to <laughs> find out more about him, Cobra Kai, and uh, all the other horses at New Vocations? They can head on over to
0: newvocations.org. And then if you click on the tab at the top that says horses, you'll see all the horses who are immediately available And like I said, even in the Kentucky facility alone, we have lots of horses who are in training. So if you don't see them on the website, we always have new ones who are coming up in training, new ones coming in all the time. So it's definitely the kind of website you want to keep tabs on because it's changing
1: all the time. Fantastic. All right, Leander, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you again next time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at retiredracehorseradio.com. Like us on Facebook or Instagram search for retired race horse radio. Somebody at the horse radio network is on Twitter at horse radio. I don't know who that is. And you can find me on my Facebook page, flyover farm. <laughs> I, right. Am I right, Joy? We don't tweet, but whatever. we
2: don't tweet. Someone might be tweeting. And if you know who they are, feel free to let us know. At yeah, we, email. we don't know.
1: <laughs> like us on Instagram though, because we're doing giveaways, you guys. Um, yeah. But you can find me on Flyover Farms, Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. Email me Jamie at horseradionetwork.com.
2: What's the Instagram that they can go like Joy? It is retired racehorse radio. I made it simple, easy, easy fun. Easy, all there. And then you can email me at joy at horseradionetwork.com or find me on my personal Instagram at the foodie equestrian. It's horses. It's food. That's it. It's the best. <laughs> it's kind of fun sometimes, for real. Uh, it's, it's great food porn. Uh, thank you so much to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Company. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And spay, neuter, and geld. Bye, guys.